Good morning, folks. And also welcome those uh, watching online. Glad you joined us also online. <coughs> As I asked the question at the service, why are you here and not in the church camp? It's okay. Lah. We still have a heart of worship before the Lord. And I, I guess the camp already filled up. And you may ask me why I'm here and not in the church camp. Well, answer is I'm on duty here. Lah. I call myself a standby pastor. The other two pastors are away. So, before I begin, a happy Father's Day, especially to all the brothers who are married, uh, fathers and become grandfathers. And I have two slides on Father's Day to show you. And they flash it first and see how. Alright, this is really uh, greeting the uh, morning sun or facing the sea. Uh, uh, we are here greeting one another on Father's Day. Let's see the second slide. Oh, you like the chubby girl? That's my grand, our granddaughter. It comes from the uh, second son. And uh, he got another photo. Is it there? The slide, the next slide? Ah, this one. So I also need to wish him Father's Day with the other two boys. So total he has three. Want to know how many we have? Or you'll notice only, yeah. The first one got four. Second one got three. Last one got one. So we have blessed grandparents together. Uh, don't go and broadcast, I know it's online. Some more to I'm not posting for Jeff. To tell you the family tree we currently uh, has before you. And the next thing is the text that we have in mind to share with you this morning. Meditation on <clears throat> man as a father. Uh, close to the scripture, we see a shepherd's life before us. That's why I've chosen Psalm 23, verse 1 to 3. And I read to you this text and after which we'll have the opening prayer. Psalm 23, verse 1 to 3 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. So glad that the Lord has a purpose to continue to lead us to walk the path of righteousness before Him. This is the word of the Lord. Thank be to God. Amen. And let us pray. Lord, we want to thank you for this moment of worship that we can assemble together as your people, praising you, expressing our love, expressing our thanksgiving to you for what you have given to us, for what you have blessed us. So we ask that your Spirit himself will come by and minister your word to us afresh, that we know that you are always here to hear us and to guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
as I write down this sermon note, I realized that as we made a bit of comparison with the Mother Day's celebration, I'm sure you do agree that in the Mother Day celebration, we are more elaborated, you know. We have more gifts to the mother, uh, more wishes. Of course, we do have Father Day's uh, wishes. And then perhaps more dinners to come, bless the mother. And I know uh, my wife being a grandmother also got a double portion of blessing coming from the grandchildren, thanking her, taking care of her, watching over her, rebuking them, and correcting them, and so on. So, she has more gift than me. He's right. I, I won't feel jealous. I also give her my share. I say, bless you, do more. <laughs> and uh, love the kids. They'll continue as the Lord has given us the opportunity. But then I realized as we talk about this motherhood and uh, fatherhood together, I can't avoid being kind of draw us back to the creation story about how God see us. Some echoing, folks. That how we begin to see God say it is no good for man to be alone and therefore cause him to sleep and uh, from taking up our ribs and uh, What they call out of that, we what they call form the a woman. Later, Adam will name her and Eve. And so the scriptural text is taken from Genesis chapter two, verse eighteen. <clears throat> that out of Adam's rape, God formed another human being, a female, and named her later on Eve uh, before the Lord. And so here God say it is no good for man to be alone. Therefore, greater uh, him uh, help me. And therefore, a man should leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. So in a way that God from the first creation made man and woman and later instituted this marriage. Uh, for husband and wife to be, and to them blessed with children, because God say they should multiply and be fruitful in what they are doing. And so, what they call, uh, even add on with the animals, vegetarian, and uh, food, the supply from the air to these two human beings uh, in the beginning. And so, this is how the procreation comes about. That to them, many were blessed and honored at this moment. And so, I would like to affirm that parenthood begins with a man and woman. It's so God ordained and God created. And there is no other formula to substitute such beautiful creation that God has put before us to say. So therefore, first and foremost, uh, we have to ask ourselves, what is fatherhood? And you realize a man, being a father, is to do what needed to do, to be faithful to his wife. That's the first point. 
that God make man of a father be faithful to his wife. And this union of husband and wife is established, ordained by God, no one else. And we have done a lot of wedding. And during that prayer of affirmation, we will hold the hands of the man and the woman, or the young lady, and they say, that authority given to us, we affirm them, a husband and wife, now. And let us, uh, no one put asunder with them. Asunder simply, there's no break off or coming in to break them off. And they took the vow, a husband and wife, together. So the Lord put upon my heart this morning to kind of sound this out, a warning to us that there should be or never be a third party involved in that wedding or the marriage. As far as the vow says, till death do us part. That the union of the man and the woman is to be there and stay on a lifelong commitment. And so the searching question for us is, if we are not prepared to enter such union, don't get married. Don't cause yourself headaches or trouble to come in the long run. But if you want to enter the wedding vow, stay to it till there to last part. So may I pause at this moment and ask the gentleman, if your wife is sitting next to you, hold her hand for a while and say a prayer. I don't want to see you to do it. Lovingly, remind yourself the day that you solemnize, the day you took the vow, that your love for her remains so and longer period to come. So just pray a prayer for your wife at this moment. I'm sure the Lord will be pleased to see you. So the first point for us to remember this morning, as we look at the Father's Day celebration, as Father, you are to be faithful to your wife. She will remain a wife, no more girlfriends, no more casual friends. The one will stay. The one will stay with you thin and thick. Similarly, as a wife, you stay with this man that you have so embraced together for this lifelong commitment. The second point I'd like to move on and using Psalm 23 to see the life of the shepherd or the role of the shepherd that he leads us. And God is a good shepherd to us. He continues and faithfully leading us. Point two is, as a father, he is also a leader. Leading the family, being a man of the house, following the example of Jesus, who has taught us to follow him. Jesus was the leader, and we are to follow him. And the leadership we share with Jesus is about on humility, and also on the servanthood kind of attitude or heart in mind. Nothing can substitute that. And here we realize as a role of a shepherd to lead the flock, 
and the sheep will hear his voice, so are the people that you are leading. I believe generally as a family man, the family will accept the leadership of the father and he will be the role model for them. They hear his voice and follow him. No one else. Of course, as I say, we come with humility and servanthood attitude. We are not to dominate or control them or discipline them to the point there is unhappiness or rejection. But we should follow the example of Christ to lead your people. And they will hear your voice. In fact, I come across this quotation from the, the late evangelist, Dr. Billy Graham, who say, Our lives speak loudly to those around us, especially the children in our home. How true. The next one is, The greatest tribute a boy can give to his father is to say, When I grow up, I want to be like my daddy. It is a convincing responsibility for us, fathers and grandfathers. We take up the responsibility to lead them. In fact, the spiritual leadership we learn from Joshua himself is, As for me and my household, taken at Joshua 24, verse 15. As for me and my household, I'm sure you're familiar with the text, that we will serve the Lord. As spiritual parents also, we are to lead our kids, our family, to serve the Lord and no one else. So it's so blessed to see in our future, we have generation here. We have seen children growing up, uh, our brother Louis, one of them, thank God. I'm sure he will continue to develop this uh, family tree in the family life here, the next generation to come. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So folks, as a father, you need to lead. And lead by example. The third point for us to remember is be the protector. You know the shepherd's role? He is not only there to lead, but to protect the sheep. Guard them, day and night, watch them over. Even I think at night when he is sleeping, he makes sure that everything is well under control, that no animals will come and attack the sheep. In fact, a good example is the young David himself, who was the shepherd boy, became he. Uh, later as a king, David. The young David was kind of, wanted to take up the challenge. In this text, 1 Samuel chapter 17, uh, 31 to 37, he wanted to take up the challenge to fight the Philistine, the giant, Goliath. When he presented himself to King Saul, King Saul looked at him, hey, you're still young, but what can you do? You can't even hold a sword or pull out the armor. You want to fight a giant? You must be kidding. But then David said, well, uh, one of my experiences or experience he had was he managed to kill a lion or a bear during those days when he was taking care of the sheep, the wilderness. But he said, not really by my effort, 
But thank God that I came in the name of the living God who helped me to slaughter those animals. And I believe the same Lord will be with me in leading me to slaughter this giant. Give me the chance. Give me the opportunity. Then according to text to David, go and the Lord be with you. So easy, eh? You go, lah. Let the Lord be with you. And true enough, God was with David. Uh, you could hear the story about fighting the Goliath, the giant, chopping off his head. So here, the leading of the uh, role of the shepherd in the eyes of God, we will to protect our people, take care of their welfare, watch over them, uh, make sure that everything is under control. As someone put it, when a house is on fire, you will be the last one to run off. You will be the last one to run off. And I have an interesting encounter to share with you about how we see ourselves protecting one another. Uh, Let me share this. I hope. You enjoy it. Uh, I think that was a few nights ago, or a few weeks ago, rather, two or three weeks ago. I made my way to my house, my son's house for dinner. As I entered the leaf corridor area, uh, there was a young lady after work. I think her age something like just maybe below 40, making uh, a way for the leaf. But suddenly I saw her jumping up, like dancing. I said, hey, what on earth are you doing here? Don't scare me. eh? I don't know what to do with you like that. eh?" Then later I saw there was a cockroach crawling on the floor. I don't know whether you try to attempt to kill the cockroach or run away from the cockroach. But I can't help but laughing. I was really laughing. I think I was screaming with me. <laughs> no, not so bad. I was just really laughing. I say, what? A big lady like you jumping high and up for a tiny insect on the floor. So you know you know what? I just gently used my leg to shoot on, connect the cockroach to move away gently and set her free. I don't want to kill it because I don't want to dirty my shoes. <laughs> Alright, so slowly the cockroach went away. But I couldn't hear a word from the lady to me, and not even say a word of thank you. So on the, on, on the hindsight, I asked myself, what happened if the cockroach would go into the leaf? Will she wants to go in? I don't think so. Were you folks? Are you prepared to do that? Now, but that instinct of helping one another, or so use the word protecting one another, was so clear to me. And I see myself as, say, the man of the house, or you as the man of the house, especially the father. The such thing requires your service. I know my wife would like it because whenever she sees us, the cockroach she screams. Ask me to come and rescue her. I say, you do something. Eh? 
No, you do lah. <laughs> but after the service, a gentleman, I think jokingly, came to me, Pastor, next time I see a cockroach, I call you. <laughs> I see a... Uh, no, no, you do the job, you know. So, yeah, to relieve the person in anxiety and concern. So the point here is, as a father, as a man of the house, the requirement is you need to protect your loved one at all times, at all situations. You will never know what kind of situation you face or they face. The word is just be prepared to protect your loved one. Just like the shepherd watching over the flock, he is always on 24 hours, so to speak, impossible to take care of them. Then my last point here is the father is to encourage your young or your kids. And I found out from the reading that I came across last week that during the COVID pandemic situation in the US, Max Lucado, uh, my famous uh, author, was asked to share his thought with children who were facing this COVID situation, maybe with fears and uncertainty. And this is how he pandered up uh, his advice to the parents who came to him. I think you can see from the PowerPoint, and I read to you, which says, we can help children progress, process their feelings by asking a lot of questions, giving them time to talk, and by making sure they get plenty of rest. And then he add on, you have everything you need at home, talk about your US, whether you are in a mansion or an apartment or a mobile home. The US, they have a lot of this. This is your world. Make it a place of joy. Talk to your children about God from the beginning. Let them see and hear you pray. Oh, that's important. When you go to the playground, camping, Explore all the wonders of God's amazing world. Let your world be enough. Then as your, as your child grows, guide them to care for the world and the people in it. When you show compassion to a friend and relative, include your child. He will learn by watching and doing what you do. The last night, Matt says, we can create a safe, happy environment by spending time with them and encourage them to share what they are thinking. Well, this is a very sound advice, approach, and is that godly to remind himself how we as parents to encourage our children or the next generation the way they prepare themselves in life. And I like the phrase we say, help them to know you are praying or hear your prayer. Do we pray with them? Are you shy to pray with them? Or they never hear any word of prayer from you? Folks, we need to lift 
step out before God in prayer, uh, the way to encourage them. As the scripture says, the shepherd lead them into green pasture. A very gentle movement. No kind of hard words, pushing, or strong discipline, but to encourage them. Not to spoil them or pamper them, but to lead them in green pasture. A very gentle approach. And that will be your encouragement to them and support them. I want to close this uh, interview that I heard over the radio just a few days ago or more. About interviewing this young man, now he's at the age of 27. I call him Y, Mr. Y. The interviewer was asking him about his blood donation experience. I couldn't get his name, the, the, the talk, and uh, it seemed that he was one of the recipients of the award of being a regular blood donor. Therefore, they interviewed him. And so he shared that the background of it is when he was just 18 years old, his father encouraged him to donate blood. Incidentally, last time I heard the news about the blood blank may not be enough for blood. Uh, it's time maybe to appeal to you. Be a blood donor. Start today. And then you hear this example of this young man that he has been donating blood since the age of 18. And today he's 27. So we're talking about nine years. Consistently, regularly. I guess he hits the mark of 200 units of blood being donated. Therefore, he got this uh, medal on a lifelong award. And the background he shared was it was his father who encouraged him to do so. And the father himself also the recipient of this uh, uh, life uh, matter given to the blood uh, organization, the Red Cross, and the father is still doing it on a regular basis. So folks, put away all our fear, our resistance, our hesitation. Be a blood donor. Pity this week. Alright? I used to do that when I was young. But then suddenly I got on medication. Cannot qualify. So sad. If not, I'd be able to achieve that. Uh. The time I was 20 plus only. Very energetic. Presenting myself to that. But here, come back to the point. It is, or the time of the father, who encouraged him. So there's a good call for saying, like father, like son. Fathers, you want your kid to follow you? These are one of the good causes to let them follow you. Become a regular blood donor. In fact, over this period of years, this young man, uh, Mr. Y, I'll call him, has able to convince some of his friends, uh, around seven of them, 
to come on board and become the regular blood donor. So I wonder this morning, especially also those who are online, whether you will start making an attempt to be a blood donor. Because according to a young man who shared at over the view, that what really also uh, encourages him the time was he, while waiting for the NS to come, or enlistment of the NS, he worked part-time in the hospital, the NUH, and he saw the needs of blood for patients, especially those patients with leukemia. They require a lot of blood. That triggered him to become the regular blood donor, besides the father's encouragement to him. So here we learn the shepherd's role to lead the people in green pasture. A very gentle move, but full of meaning and impact to the people. As the young man put here, quote and quote, what most people don't realize is, as he put it, as the young man put it, how big an impact on donating blood has on others' lives. He found there was a great impact to people's life when you share part of your blood with the people. A lot has made us in such a sense that when you give blood, doesn't mean you lose out. Actually, there's a place of replacement. You regenerate your blood in ourselves. It's a beautiful circulation of blood in us. And let me end also with these two texts of Scripture with you, found in Proverbs 22, verse 6. A very familiar text. Train a child, or train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. How true, all right? If no training is given, he will leave the child wandering on his own, picking up whatever he picks along. Basing the right direction. Basing the path of righteousness that God has intended for us. Train your people to do God's way. And He will not depart from it. The second text is Colossians chapter 1 in the New Testament, verse 28, when Paul writes to the Colossians, Him, with Jesus, we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Folks, set the goal that you will present your people, young and old, a mature person in Christ. That will be your challenge for you. So at God's people, the challenge remains to leave a godly legacy to our people, pointing them and leading them the way of the Lord. The next question I have for you is, would you like, what would you like your son or daughter to learn from you? It is a soul-searching question. What would you want them to learn from you? So in conclusion, let me put this to you, our four points. 
that as a father, you need to be faithful to your wife. As a leader, you'll be faithful leading, for example, by the role model, be the protector, prepare to sacrifice, do all you can to guide and lead them. Lastly, be an encourager. Don't be so discouraged to them, to disappoint them, but more to lift them up, lead them into the green pastures, that they will have easy life, so to speak, with greenery. Of course, don't pamper them or spoil them, but to encourage them all together. So, fathers, this morning, I'd like to pray for you. May I invite you to stand. For the fathers, to be shy, come on. Yes, make a stand for the Lord as a father. I'd like to pray for you. Father to be, all right. <laughs> You're welcome. Better still. While standing, fathers, uh, or all of us, we just keep our eyes closed and our heads bowed. And let us stand before God in reverence and be solemn before Him. So while you're standing, I'd like you to listen to the followings. Are you just living for yourself or are you living a double standard life? Are you living a God-fearing and honouring life? What about your character? Are you growing in humility, in love, in concern for others? How do you handle trial and temptation? While you may not have the gift of teaching, you should be growing in understanding and applying all God's word away in your daily life. Is this real or not real to you? So let us at this moment, searching moment before God. I do encourage you after the service, you need more prayer to let us know. Any one of you? including the congregation in general. Okay, let us pray now for all the fathers who are standing. God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word to us and thank you for the prompting of your spirit among us now. Lovingly, we pray for all these our brothers Fathers, who are in our peace, we lift them up before you. Ask that you speak to them individually and help them to live up to the calling you place upon their lives as fathers. We pray as a father to the family, 
especially to all the loved ones, husbands to their spouses, and fathers to their children. Ask that you grant them the wisdom needed, strength needed, and patience needed in all the responsibilities that they live and share as a family unit. That they as fathers will exercise the leadership role with skill and patience and continue to provide their support and care to all their loved ones. Importantly too, Lord, guide them as spiritual mentor to their spiritual growth, the needs of the family. That truly as Joshua had demonstrated, as for him and the family, we will serve the Lord. Lord, we know this may not be easy for them, but we believe we have you who is the great shepherd, our God that you lead, you guide these brothers in the doing. The knowing that we can do all things in and through the name of Lord Jesus Christ. In this precious name we pray. Amen. <laughs>